You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. On the Road with Mac and Molly is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog, shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADMOLLY, S-A-D-M-O-L-L-Y, and get $15 off your order of $75 or more. Welcome to Pet Life Radio's On the Road with Mac and Molly. This is your host, Donna Haleson. In this episode, I'll be sharing three stories of life in the North Country, the North Country that encompasses the uppermost reaches of upstate New York. We'll greet the Canadian Pacific Railway's holiday train and look at the transformation taking place in the border village of Rouses Point. We'll wrap up with a dirty life, the story of the two love affairs that interrupted the trajectory of a young woman's life, one love affair with farming and the other with a complicated and exasperating force of nature, the first-generation farmer who would become her husband. All that when we return from these messages. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. At Petco, we really love pets. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. Enter the code LUCKY10, L-U-C-K-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. Celebrate your special occasion and give her this classic semi-eternity band created with one-carat brilliant diamonds channel set in 14-carat white gold. Exclusively yours from ICE.com. Free shipping over $150, free returns, and 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to ICE.com and use promo code ACTFP and get 20% off your purchase. Or use promo code ADTFP and get 20% off at Diamond.com. ICE.com or Diamond.com. Get 20% off from Pet Life Radio. There's a movement afoot. Shoebuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop Shoebuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. Shoebuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code ROAD, R-O-A-D, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at Shoebuy.com. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Pet Life Radio's On the Road with Mac and Molly. I'm speaking to you from the North Country, that part of New York State that stretches in the west to Lake Ontario, to the north along the St. Lawrence River, across from the Canadian provinces of Ontario and Quebec, east to Lake Champlain and Vermont, and south to the Adirondack Mountains. The area includes the counties of Clinton, Essex, Franklin, Hamilton, Jefferson, Lewis, St. Lawrence, and Warren. At the 2009 census, the population of all six counties taken together totaled just over 495,000. There's a Jeff Foxworthy email making the rounds of the Internet about North Country folk, and it goes in part like this. If you consider it a sport to gather your food by drilling through 36 inches of ice and sitting there all day hoping that the food will swim by, you might live in upstate New York. If you've worn shorts and a parka on the same day, you might live in upstate New York. You know you are a true upstate New Yorker when vacation means going south past Syracuse for the weekend. You measure distance in hours. You can drive 65 miles an hour through two feet of snow during a raging blizzard without flinching. You know all four seasons, almost winter, winter, still winter, and road construction. You have more miles on your snowblower than your car. You find 10 degrees a little chilly, and 55 is shorts weather. (laughs) It is so cold here. If the windows weren't frosted over, I could tell you whether Lake Champlain is frozen over. The last time I looked at the thermometer, it read 2 I've been here just a few weeks, and that's been long enough to learn that North Country folk talk incessantly about being North Country folk. They're proud to be of a hardy stock that can manage these temperatures, and a good many think they live in just the most beautiful place on earth. A week or two ago, I joined hundreds of these intrepids in the bordering on Canada and Vermont village of Rouse's Point in greeting, as the clock was coming round to midnight, the Canadian Pacific holiday train. Bundled in layers of winter wear, though I must say I did see some shorts in the crowd, we each made our way to the railway stop. Some yards away, my three companions and I could hear the whistle signaling the approach of the colored light festoon train. We quickened our pace, wanting to ensure we wouldn't miss the arrival. Finally, finding our places, we all stood in the cold, watching the bright red nose of the wreath-bedecked steam locomotive pull into place with its trail of freight cars behind. And then we waited, and waited, and waited. But thankfully, this night, not in the frigid, frigid cold, we waited for the side door of one of the boxcars to open. And then, out of some manufactured fog and more rainbow-hued lights, Juno award-winning musician Melanie Doan, her bandmates, and Santa appeared. Cheers rose up from the crowd. Little ones were lifted onto shoulders. A light snow began to fall. 
An announcer stepped up to tell us that 4.8 million in cash and 2.3 million tons of food have been collected in the United States and Canada since the holiday train started its run 12 years ago. In 2001, CP launched a second holiday train in the States. The goal of these runs is to collect canned goods and money for local food banks and to raise awareness in the fight against hunger. At each stop, the holiday train provides a boxcar stage, a lineup of musical talents, and a corporate contribution to the local food bank. Each community, in turn, is encouraged to donate food and funds, all of which stay in the community. 140 stops from Quebec to New York to Pennsylvania, Ontario, Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois, Wisconsin, North Dakota, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and British Columbia are made by the trains as they wend their way along the Canadian U.S. border in the weeks preceding Christmas. It all begins in Beaconsfield, Quebec, on November 17 and finishes up in Port Moody, British Columbia, on December 17. At our Rouse's Point stop, the mayor and the local food bank coordinator shared their greetings and their thanks. Santa offered a wave and the band stepped up to play. The music of Halifax, Nova Scotia born recording artist Melanie Doan fuses elements of rock, pop, country, folk, and jazz. She's adept on guitar, violin, mandolin, ukulele, piano, and bass. And she's had six top 40 charting singles in Canada. When the blonde, blue eyed Doan and her bandmates complete their commitment to the holiday train, they'll have performed at 56 stops, the last in Weyburn, Saskatchewan, on December 17. Here's Melanie Doan singing her electric fiddle fired version of O Come O Come, Emmanuel. Here's something、uh, that you probably recognize with a little twist.
few days after taking in this boxcar concert, I spent a day visiting with Jerry Favreau, a transplant to Rouse's Point from the tiny hamlet of Churubusco via Champlain, New York. Jerry arrived in 1967 to begin work with the Erst, McKenna, and Harrison Pharmaceutical Company. The Montreal-based concern wound up with a facility in Rouse's Point when a customs agent at the border told one of the firm's representatives who'd been sent to the U.S. in 1934 to find a new location that he needn't head to Philadelphia or some other city further south. He could find what he needed in the form of an old abandoned schoolhouse right around the corner. Well, over the ensuing years, and Jerry recounted, Erst, McKenna, and Smith became simply Erst, then Erst-Wyeth, then Wyeth-Erst, then Wyeth, then Pfizer. Now, Pfizer contracts with Acromax to make its products. From the 1,250 employees in place when Jerry arrived on the scene in the 1960s, the workforce has been cut, she estimates, to 300 to 350. For a village with a population of just 2,290, you can imagine the impact a withdrawal like this might have. An article on the Great American Station's website notes that Rouse's Point was settled in 1783 by Canadians who were granted land as a reward for service during the American Revolutionary War. When the U.S. government elected to build Fort Montgomery, one mile north of the present village, in 1816, the settlement achieved some permanence. The fort was meant to command the Richelieu River at its confluence with Lake Champlain. But two summers after its construction, it was determined to be on Canadian soil, and the partially built structure, now dubbed Fort Blunder, was abandoned. But then, in 1842, a treaty adjusted the border of Rouse's Point, and in 1844, construction began on what would become Fort Montgomery. Designed to mount 125 guns with three tiers of cannon and a wartime occupation of 800, it was armed but never garrisoned. The Island Point ruin is today privately owned. The village was an important stop on the Underground Railroad, and during Prohibition it also became a smuggler's haven with ships rum-running across the Canadian border. Interestingly enough, the town offices are located on the site where customs officials in the 20s and early 30s destroyed the shipments of liquor coming over the border. Krause's Point has gone through many ups and downs, and those ups and downs remain on its face today. The train station we visited is a decrepit, hollowed-out shell. There are several boarded-up businesses downtown, and a shopping center off nearby Route 87 has been abandoned. A few years ago, a fire claimed perhaps its most prominent lakeside restaurant. A nursing home overlooking Lake Champlain lies vacant, closed when its administrator retired. But, in recent days, quietly, a number of properties have been purchased and renovations are now underway. One of the village's three marinas, owned by a man from Maine, is looking to add new docks and moorings. Another marina, which houses a restaurant, has just been purchased by another out-of-stater. A new bakery is slated to open this month. A new cafe and grill next month. $300,000 in state environmental protection monies have funded a scenic pier and walkway along the lakefront 
The 470-foot handicapped accessible pier with rest points, scenic viewing, ornamental lighting, and a waterfront gazebo make a stroll along the extraordinarily beautiful Lake Champlain even more delightful. The run-down, but once glorious Romanesque brick and stone rail station, is slated for a return to its original 1889 luster via an $832,500 federal transportation grant and another $95,000 secured by one-time congressman and now Secretary of the Army, John McHugh. The roof, two chimneys, and bathrooms of the station will be rebuilt. Rotting woodwork, old roof flashing, brickwork, flooring, broken windows, and insulation will be replaced. The entire restoration is scheduled for completion by 2011. There is a new hope here in Rouse's Point. Hope is the feeling that what is wanted can be had or that events will turn out for the best. When you hope... You look forward with desire and with a reasonable confidence, and you invest. You invest your time, your resources, yourself. Hope is often planted in the heart of one individual who then acts on that hope and spreads that hope to others. One needs only a few moments in her company to be infected by the hope and the passion within Jerry Favreau. She is one of many here who believe that the village can capitalize on its natural resources and history to become a tourist destination. The Plattsburgh North Country Chamber of Commerce recently announced a new bed tax funded destination master plan for this part of New York. In a 21-page report, an occupancy tax steering committee working with the consulting firm Egret Communications detailed a plan including nearly 40 goals to develop a more vibrant and attractive Adirondack coast. That's the name chosen to represent this area. The idea of it all is to create marketing strategies to promote three types of tourism, history, outdoor activities, and agriculture. They're planning to stage more Revolutionary War and War of 1812 reenactments. The Press Republican newspaper noted that one of the more notable proposals is luring tourists here to help build a fleet of replica boats to represent Commodore McDonough's famous battle on Lake Champlain. The fleet would be situated on a man-made pond and would be surrounded by an interpretive center and retail shops specializing in historical merchandise. And they're looking to host more fishing tournaments, especially bass tournaments. And they want to promote other outdoor activities, cultural activities, museums, local artists, wineries, maple syrup producers, apple growers, cheese makers. Folks up here are thinking big The prices are right to buy, and if all goes as some are hoping, big changes may very well come to this place. Focus groups have been asked to dream as big as they can dream, to think in terms of life-changing experiences. The potential here is among the greatest I've seen. Time will tell what time will bring. But if you're looking for a place where opportunity still exists, put Rouse's Point on your itinerary. Let's pause for a bit and hear from our sponsors. Sit, stay. We'll be right back after these messages. Sit, stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. 
Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go. Go to 1-800-PETMEDS.COM forward slash road R-O-A-D to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PETMEDS.COM. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code LUCKYS20 at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P.com. Code word L-U-C-K-Y-S and the number 20. the question, what do I want, what do I need, I'll take affection, I reach a mention, I need time, I need love, I crave attention. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back and on the road with Mac and Molly. Our last stop in the North Country is in Shazy, home of the Alice T. Minor Museum where I joined a packed house of 50 for a reading of The Dirty Life on Farming, Food, and Love. Author Kristen Kimball charmed her audience with her recounting of life on Essex Farm in upstate New York, where she lives with her husband Mark and their two children. Before embracing the life of a farmer, Kimball had worked as a freelance writer, writing teacher, and assistant to a literary agent in New York City. 
She described her book as the story of the two love affairs that interrupted the trajectory of her life, one with farming, at dirty concupiscent art, and the other with a complicated and exasperating farmer. That farmer accompanied her on this night. Mark is a tall, golden-haired, tossle-headed force of nature, with muscles grown not in a weight room, but behind a horse-driven plow. On the night of the reading, he stood a few feet away from the podium from which Kristen spoke. He looked on admiringly, approvingly. His twelve-week-old daughter, Miranda, in a baby-wrap carrier, was snuggled to her father's chest. She uttered barely a sound the entire evening. Kristen, a trim young woman of lovely, delicate features, with dark shoulder-length hair, pulled tight in a ponytail, opened with a speedy summary of their first year on the farm. She noted how several years ago she was working in New York City when she was inspired by Eric Schlosser's industry-indicting fast-food nation, the dark side of the all-American meal, to do a story on first-generation farmers who have rejected industrial farming to embrace instead a goal of growing the good life through sustainable agriculture, less invasive technologies, and connection to place. Her pursuit of the story led her to connect with Mark, whom she described as a tall, very energetic, intelligent, talkative farmer, then living in State College, Pennsylvania. In her book, she recounts how, on the first night they met, she'd been a vegetarian for 13 years. The next morning, she ate a double helping of sausage, and that was the end of her life as a vegetarian. Within a very short period of time, she would fall in love with Mark and with farming. They would move to a 500-acre spread on Lake Champlain in the north country of New York, leased to them initially for free by the father of a friend of Mark's sister. Their desire was to make the grocery store obsolete for those who would join them. They started a beef herd and acquired pigs, chickens, and a dairy cow. They tapped their sugar maple trees and planted seeds. As much as you transform the land by farming, she said, farming transforms you. In her old life, Kimball would stay out until four in the morning, wear heels, and carry a handbag. Now she wakes up at four, wears car hearts, and carries a pocket knife. The former life, she said, was exciting but not satisfying. Life on the farm has brought a level of fulfillment, of satisfaction, that she found elusive, even unattainable, in the city. Seven years into this now not-so-new life, the family employs five farmers and feeds 150 people each week by the full-diet CSA, Community Supported Agriculture Model. Members pay a set rate of $2,900 each year and collect their food each Friday. Any given distribution day could find folks taking home an assortment of comestibles chosen from 50 different vegetables, sundry berries, maple products, milk, beef, chicken, eggs, pork, grains, flour, beans, flowers, and more. The couple hopes to expand into baked goods and cheese making, and they're looking toward diversifying their grains and beans. They also want to develop an orchard. They believe they should be able to feed 800 people from their 500 acres. Though the family uses draft horses rather than tractors, they do so because they like horses and because horsepower works well in their setting. They're not completely anti-technology, and they are, for example, working to install a 16-panel solar array 
which will provide electricity for the farm. The Dirty Life is a fascinating, funny, honest, often poignant depiction of a life in transformation. It's a great read, and I'd recommend it to you. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you'll join us next time for a full program focused entirely on our sibling pair of old English sheepdogs. Hope you'll tune in then while we're on the road with Mac and Molly. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.